Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We love to interact with all you guys. Opening weekend, coming, coming, gone. Yes. We are finally into the season. I was a bad podcast co-host, and I only <laughs> went one night opening weekend. But, hey, we made it happen. I only did two out of the three. I, we were going to do Sunday night as well, but things came up. We had some family in town. I had an so excuse. We, My parents were in town. Yeah. They're buying a place down here, so I had to kind of see them over the weekend. So <laughs> I wanted to try to get there Sunday night, but unfortunately, pool party comes first. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so what we're going to do is, obviously, we're just going to kind of talk about opening weekend a little bit, talk about... Just, just the aspect of being back in the fog. We're gonna do our yep. instant reactions. We for should scare zones. We should talk about the fog specifically do okay. a little bit tonight because I had some things that I've noticed this year. All right, so we'll, we'll get into that. We're gonna talk scare zones this week for our instant reactions, um, and then next week we're gonna hit on the houses. Um, but yeah, let's get into some beer. Let's get this episode going because we're recording on Wednesday night and we're gonna head right to HHN after this. So if these episodes during the season are a little bit rushed. It's probably because we want to get the fuck to Universal. Well, Jesus Christ, we just released like seven straight episodes or yeah, whatever the hell exactly. it was. So yeah, we're coming off I think they're like, I think they're cool with us like, you know, taking our time because yeah. we're obviously enjoying it as much as everybody else. We're coming is, off but. that seven-week bender. Um, and again, thanks for all the support during that. That was huge. Um, we had our highest play amount for a day for like three Ever. or four days in a row. We hit, um, we hit 2,000 plays in a week. In a week. We hit a I mean, it was... Or two weeks. I think it goes by two weeks. But yeah. either way, that's still like twice for as us, much or crazy. three times as much as what it normally yeah. is so, so. It, it moved us up in the charts a lot um definitely had a lot of people talking i think it introduced some new fans um and i had fun with it they were fun episodes i was really excited to post about it every day um and just see what everyone's reactions were so thanks for uh playing along with us uh maybe we'll do that again next year we have to already start game planning because it took a lot of effort um but yeah so let's crack into these beers before we get going so seamus provided these beers I did. Um, I did. I, I I brought beers this time, so everyone <laughs> everyone go yay, Seamus. Um, so I brought a couple of Elysians. I was in the grocery store this morning or afternoon getting some lunch for myself, um, and I happened to come across this little setup, and it was like a big pumpkin celebration setup Publix has got, and part of the thing there was a was Elysians pumpkin. Flavor pack, I guess. I don't, it's one of those like you know, you like Sam Adams has like a the mysteries or whatever. Yeah, not even so much a mystery, but it's like a holiday pack type deal. Yeah. So they got like a fall pumpkin pack, which is like strictly pumpkin flavors. And find come to find out, the one that Eric was drinking on our episode about the Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, last week or the week before, last week, uh, the one he had is actually in that pack, the Great Pumpkin Chino. Mm, uh, yeah. So I didn't bring those ones for obvious reasons. So I bought a couple different ones. I've got one, at least the one I'm going to be drinking, is 
Elysian's The Great Pumpkin. It's an Imperial Pumpkin Ale, so I'm actually kind of pumped, um, considering the fact that we are going to Halloween Horror Nights after we're done recording this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is 8.4% by volume, so I might be pretty... Um, I'll be enjoying myself probably by the end of the night tonight <laughs> on a work night because, you know, that's how we roll. But uh, I'm kind of pumped. Uh, I've never had an Imperial Pumpkin Ale. I've had, obviously, standard Pumpkin Ales or or whatever you call them, um, Pumpkin Ales, or they're called, like... Uh, oh, man. I'm, I'm getting old. I forget things. But basically, it's a standard Pumpkin Ale, but it's Imperial. So it's, it's brewed like an Imperial IPA probably in some way. Um, it actually technically is IPA, Imperial Pumpkin Ale, instead of Imperial Pale Ale. But uh, I'm excited to give this one a, a whirl. So... Um, Looks like it's brewed with pumpkin, pumpkin seeds, and spices. So unfiltered and may contain sediment. So let's go. Oh, it actually has a little bit of a paragraph here too. So the Great Pumpkin Imperial Pumpkin Ale. The Great Pumpkin is the world's first imperial pumpkin ale. It's packed with pumpkin and roasted pumpkin seeds and spiced with cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, and allspice. So I am super excited to try this one. So I'm going to let you talk about the one i gave you which i thought was pretty cool too i like i love the artwork on that one so this one i'm interested in so this is elysian again but it's dark uh dark o the moon uh it's a pumpkin stout it's a uh 6.5 percent avb 20 ibu so nothing too strong it is like a pumpkin slash yam beer um so we will see um i guess this was a 2010 silver medalist in the great american beer festival um category so it's been around for a while. They put pumpkin in the mash. They kettle and ferment it. It is bittered with magnum and finished with saz and crushed cinnamon. So looking for that that pumpkiny, spicy style taste without that like pumpkin pie style vanilla finish. So let's see what we got here. Yeah, we I got like I think it was like two for each flavor in the pack. So yeah, I had I made sure to bring like one each because i wanted to make yep. sure I, I had one of those and this as well. is our hhn 2022 glasses Ooh, buddy this one does not blink up mine already is broken uh so yeah there's Ooh, that look at that hard to see on the uh on camera the cam- but you know it's got the whole like, police car oh, lights going this thing is already dark as can be very thick looks like motor oil mine looks like a friggin pumpkin it's my like kind of beer right there and the cool thing is, is by the time it gets from my refrigerator to this apartment, it warms up just a little bit, just, and, just to the right amount. And it's and it's it, when I write, I'm not just saying that to be funny. Like it, it, it literally does kind of warm up to the, um, cool. Really to right where you probably want to drink a, uh, a craft beer, especially a stout. You know, you want you don't want to be room temperature, but you also don't want to be like ice cold either. Yeah. So I'm really excited to try this, but I'm gonna grab a I'm gonna snag a picture of mine first because I'm a nerd, <laughs> and that's what I gotta do. And I just got reminded that the Orlando City Lions are playing tonight. Yep, the, the finals. finals. The Maybe. roommates just left to go to the game. Oh, did they move in? Yep. Yep. Oh, nice. So this is, I mean, I'm getting a lot of spice off the nose. It's remind, reminding me a lot of the. Um, God, I forget the brewery, but it's the Christmas Bomb. Oh, oh, or, uh, Prairie. Or Prairie, yeah. It reminds me of Prairie, mm-hmm. the smell. But the uh, Christmas Bomb oh, is man. one of my favorite beers of all time. Smell so. that one. Ooh, like, just like a pumpkin, good. dude. It's like pumpkin and boozy almost. I can get a little yeah, bit of booze it's gonna on there. Yeah, it's going to be super It's going to be it's super an imperial, boozy. you said, right? It's an imperial, yeah. yeah. That's going to that's gonna hit hard. All, all right, well, well cheers. cheers. Cheers to HHN. Oh, my God. Wow. 
That might be the best pumpkin ale I've ever had. This and is I'm not very, even and I'm not even just saying This that. one's good. It's not as heavy as I thought. A lot I get, I'm getting a lot of the coffee taste. Yeah. Still um not as much of the pumpkin or the spice. Um just cuz I think well when you're dealing with a dark stout like this, that coffee is going to be a hard flavor profile to to really counteract cuz it's so bitter. Um but it's good. I enjoy it. I like stouts. I like that coffee style taste. I was expecting a little bit more pumpkin-y or more spice, but maybe well, I'll that's always, get that on the back end. It's always on. been my problem with coffee stouts in general, and it for and for certain things it works, and for certain things it necessarily doesn't. Obviously, I'm not having that one right now, so yep. I'm gonna try that on my own at home. Um, but I worry that with something like that, the coffee is definitely <clears> going to be a lot heavier on the front yep. than the pumpkin or anything else it's trying to do. So. Granted, for coffee drinkers, it's probably great. For people that like the taste, like like coffee, that, that that works. But for me, I, I I don't hate it. I think it gives an extra layer or an extra element to a stout. Um, but if they're going for like pumpkin stout, I would almost rather them just do like a standard stout with pumpkin. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm excited to try that one at home. So, good. but this one's this one's really good. All right. So let's get into opening weekend. So Friday, I got there three ish or so. Um, we got into the Stay and Scream at Finnegan's. We met up with a couple of our friends. I actually ran into um, some of the people that I did the uh, HHN 365's trivia with. Uh, we oh, met nice. up with uh, Wit was one of our our players that we uh, we took down. We took the title. Nice. Um, Let's go. Not much help from me. I mean, those basic, <laughs> there was a, there's a lot of questions there that is one of those things where like everyone pretty much knew. So I knew those ones. Right. The other uh, two on my team were, were definitely the backbone and some of those obscure, like really, really funky. And some of them were shot in the darks too, where we're like, eh, let's put it. It sounds about right. Um, but it was a great time. Um, HHN365 is actually going to be hosting um, trivia again, um, I believe, on Wednesday. This this next upcoming Wednesday, Wednesday. Upcoming me, Wednesday. remind me because I, um, I want to go with you again at Half Barrel Project um, that is the Wednesday that there is no HHN that night there's a private event that bought out Universal so there is no Horror Nights that night so if you are in the Orlando area um, go down to Half Barrel Project get there early because if you have not been to Half Barrel there's about 8 to 10 seats at the bar and probably 6 tables most of which are 2 tops it's a very small venue it is the very parking small. is limited so get there early. I completely locked out. I got in and it was standing room and there was one bar seat open next to this gentleman and I was just chatting with him. And then uh, Whit came down, sat on my right, took that last seat. And then the, the random person that we were talking to uh, got up and left right as trivia was starting. And then that's where we met our third partner, Andrew, who came in and then all three of us were like, I, we're all here by ourselves. We might as well just be a team. Like we're right next to each other. It worked out perfectly. Um, so that was a great time. Definitely fun. So go on down if you're in the Orlando area. Um, so we started our night in Stain Scream. We did Finnegan's. And thankfully the, the rain was like kind of teetering the entire day. It was like, is it going to rain? Is it not? Is it going to? Is it not? It kept getting pushed. Thankfully we did not have a case of last year downpouring. Um, oh, thank God. But right when we got in, we banged out. We went right into Halloween. We did that first. Um, we went right into Spirits of the Coven after that. We banged that out. We went over and did uh, Dead Man's Pier. We banged that one out. We went and did Chupacabra after that. Um, and then by that point, 
it was getting really busy. That's our game plan usually most nights as we go. We'll do the stay and scream if we're available at that time. We'll get a bunch of duns quick. And then when the, the wait times start to rise, that's when we just kind of walk around, hit the scare yeah. zones, grab some drinks. And opening night, I feel like you opening weekend in general, honestly, you really don't accomplish a lot. You it's can. a lot of it's just very hard seeing to accomplish people everything. waiting. Like, more often than not, I'm waiting with my group of like 15 to 20. Yeah. Someone's getting a drink. Someone's going to the bathroom. And, I, think, going, and I don't branch out. I do later in the season. But on opening night, it's more of like a... Just seeing all your friends that you don't normally right. see every week. I mean, for us, I think it's harder, too. And we've said this before, is that, like, I think because at least an opening weekend, we go with such a gr- large group of people. or We have a lot of people that meet up because we're yeah. friends with a lot of people in the area. And obviously, you know, we're from the area. So it's not like we're here from some out of state. We don't know anybody. Yeah. Um. So when we have a large group, it's, it, it, again, same thing where everybody wants to do something different. And mm-hmm. you have you either have to split up or if you're trying to stay together it can be kind of hard to navigate everything. Now, obviously, that was his opening night. My opening night was a little different. I sat in a tattoo artist's chair for three hours, get my arm blasted. So this is pretty much done. Almost. <laughs> Almost one, there. One more session to go. But uh, I didn't get there till about 7.30 or so. Uh, only got to do one house, Deadman's Pier, and we'll kind of give her instant reactions next week on our next week's episode. But all things pointed up, at least with that house anyways. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't, from from what I could tell, it wasn't overly busy for opening night. At least it wasn't as busy as I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be wall-to-wall, hard to walk around, but it really wasn't. Um, I think, obviously, a lot of people were waiting in line for things. Yeah. I almost noticed that I think the lines for food was longer than a lot of the, the houses food, were. Food lines were, were pretty long. I that mean, was, obviously... I think people... I mean, it goes to show people are excited for the... Right. And if anything, stuff. it proves... It should prove instantly to, to Universal that the food idea was... One of their better ideas. Yeah. Like this should be something that sticks going forward, yep. and, and I think it will. The more, uh, and expanded, yeah. The more the better, because then that will. Right. Like we've talked about with houses and scare zones, you want to be people leaders. So if your your lines are so long, if you throw an extra two little stands somewhere else, it'll help dilute it. And that's what they did this year. They do have more booths this year. Yep. Um. So they're they're learning. They're slowly getting there. They know what they're doing. But yeah, overall, I mean, the the weekend was great. Um. Not the house. The the, the I haven't done that house weekend. yet, so I, I'm, I'm excited to try it. Yeah, I can't, I've heard mixed reviews. Yeah, so I haven't. That was that's one of the houses I haven't hit yet. Hopefully tonight, um, and that's why we're going to talk about scare zones tonight. Yeah. Um, overall, um, scare zones are just. I think I think the talk of scare zones is just like, wow. And these things are a different beast than what we've seen in the last couple of years. Yeah, they definitely went all out with this with this yeah. year's. I mean, the zones. actors are awesome. The props are amazing. They're back in your face. They're not wearing masks. It's less. It's. I mean, there's really only like one um, that is like stagey take pictures. But even that, it's it's for a reason. It's a show sort of. Yeah. So it's not it's not there just for photo ops. Yeah. Um, which is a huge upside. Yep. I think the congestion factor in san francisco i don't think it's over by any means but this is a no, much, but it's better much better suited so much better zone. um you know the central park area is it, it is what it is it's going to be clustered regardless what they do and, yeah. they, they, and they still do it the correct way um the hollywood area with graveyard mm-hmm. blew me away mm-hmm. um it's back to being like a scare zone over there and not like the sideshow area where they put like, you know, the vanity ball stage and the little right. stages for Eddie's and yeah. it's stuff like that. Um, 
So overall, man, the scare zones I think are top notch this year. I, I yeah, and that's they... why I didn't get as many houses done because I went Saturday night to get some filming footage. And if you haven't seen yet on our um, anywhere Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I've been posting some cool videos of the scare zones, and those were that was footage I just shot on just Saturday. So we'll be shooting and taking pictures all through the season, so you can have some more HHN visual content throughout the year. But I, I had just as much fun walking through the scare zones two or three times, like doing a little loop. Um, as I did going through houses, which something in the past hasn't been um, something I would say. You know, last year I, I enjoyed the scare zones and stuff, but I really didn't spend much time in them. They, I really would go through them simply to get to the next house, the next show or whatever. Um, so it was fun. So let's start right with the front of the area. Uh, Pause of the Stars, the horrors of Halloween. The Pumpkin Lord is back, looking badass. Yeah. Um, that scare zone for me kind of lays where I sort of expected it. It's it's t- a little bit towards the bottom, um, based on the fact that all these... And let's get this first. I, I think along with houses, too. These scare zones and houses, if these were on other years, would be... Near the top. Top notch. It's yeah, a very they went all out event. The, this, this particular event, they went all out. Yeah. Um... I will probably not surprise many people. So this, the horrors of Halloween. Yeah. Um, it's not as it didn't wow me as much as I hyped it up to. Yeah. Now, obviously, that has nothing to do with the Pumpkin Lord. I think he is yeah. obviously the centerpiece of that scare zone. Mm-hmm. To me, it's less of a scare zone and more of it's welcome like to the event. A gateway. Yeah. This is this is Pumpkin Lord. He talks, which is exactly what we wanted. He has that sick voice modulator. He's just. He's out in the open. He's ready there. Um, the problem with him, the only issue, is just that everybody stops to take pictures. Yeah. It, it gets kind of, on a busy night, it can get really um, backed up there because everyone yeah. wants to stop and take pictures with him. And I get that. Totally understand yeah, that. Yeah. It makes so much sense to want to do that. Um, the only issue with that is it does kind of cause a little bit of a, you have to kind of walk around people to kind of yeah. get by. Yeah. But, I mean, he's so badass, I can imagine how people want to stop and talk to him. So. Yeah. Uh, other than other than him, though, not a, not a wild and crazy about this. Yeah, scare just zone. a couple scare characters from yeah. other zones. And- so I think what I was expecting is what we get in in, in the sweets one, and yep. we'll talk about that one in a minute. But I think some of the things that are some aspects of that scare zone are mm-hmm. what I expected to be in this scare zone, gotcha. and they're not there. Yeah, uh, and that's nothing like doesn't mean it's any less amazing it's just no. not as on paper you just had a I just thing I just imagined certain head. things being a certain place and yep. they weren't specifically where I thought they were gonna be and that doesn't make it bad in any in any way but um, obviously for me like pumpkin Lord is the highlight of the event and yep. I love pumpkin Lord so I'm glad he's back I'm pumped that he's back I hope that we get a the blatant icon yeah I hope we get a convert I can yeah a confirmation that he is a new icon yeah that's I what mean, I'm waiting for I I don't I don't think they'll ever state it but the fact, like, I mean, in his dialogue, he's saying, I've taken over this event. Yeah, he's doing what icons do. There are really cool, intricate pieces. I was chatting with um, Justin, um, lighting technician, yep. one of our buddies that was on one of our past episodes. Um, there's a lot of cool little light tricks in there, too. So there's one comment where he talks about, like, his vines taking reach or whatever. And then as he says that, all the vines glow green and stuff like that. So yeah. the, the lights like match the dialogue with what he's setting, which yeah. you might not notice if you're just seeing You're like, oh, cool. The lights changed. It, it synced perfectly with um, whatever he's talking about. Right. And a lot of the, the wall projections uh, of the pumpkins are yeah. his vines. 
Yeah. So yeah. it's obviously him taking the event over, which whether you whether they call him an icon yeah. directly or not, he's obviously he is. He's obviously an icon. Yeah. So I'm pumped that he's here. I'm pumped that they're giving that honor to him because I think we want we want to see him in the future. Yeah. So this one, the scare zone is pretty much. I think that this location is going to constantly be in that. It's going to underwhelm. Every I don't want to say bottom because it's really not a bottom. It's it's still really good. It's just a hard um, area. It's just because it is just a little bit of everything. Yeah. Because um, I feel like the last, other than like, I mean, this year and last year, it's kind of what it was. An arcade was like its own thing. Yeah. While still setting the tone. I think. It. I would think I would like this. I would have liked the scare zone a lot more if instead of having characters from other scare zones. If they were all like the little goblins from the house, or like yeah, little yeah, yeah, mini yeah. pumpkin lords, yeah, like if you had like little pumpkin creatures, so that way it's less of a this is what's at the event and more of a this is our scare zone versus right. you know it I would be its own thing. Fortunately, it just suffers from where it is. I think the location of that scare zone is kind of where it brings it down a little bit, just because what Universal, at least from what it appears to me, is they're trying to funnel people a certain way now that doesn't mean you can't go the other direction and go down yeah. uh but not san hollywood. hollywood but they want you really to go under the horn Heights sign like go down that first yeah first main drag towards the um sweets the sweets revenge sweets revenge and, and basically the midway like that area yeah uh they want you to go that way first and then go around the park and come out the other direction um, so that's kind of why they do that, and mm-hmm. I think that's why they design these scare zones a certain way, so that way this scare zone kind of draws you in when you come in the park for the first yeah. time. Oh yeah, and then that way you'll kind of go around because you don't really get much scare zone, obviously, from Hollywood when you first walk in. There's not a whole lot there to your right, um, but obviously the first thing that's going to catch your eye is that big sign, and Pumpkin Lord obviously this year yep. is a big eye catcher. So yeah. I think that's kind of where I don't want to say it suffers from that location, but it definitely it doesn't rank as high as far as scare quote unquote square zone. Yeah, is isn't is is taking it because this isn't like a scary zone. It's just a really cool yeah. way to you know hit you off right, get you get you get you mood yeah. up for the. I mean, it's pinned right next to a shop and Despicable Me, so it's exactly. And you've got the store that's right there. Um, so so let's just keep on moving along. We're gonna head to New York now for Sweets Revenge. I mean. I love that each character is, I mean, coming from last year, Seek and Destroy did this. Every character is distinctly different. Um, the costumes are all very different. I love the stupid robot that's walking around. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the the floats, the parade floats are massive. Um, that's it is, awesome. They it is all nice. Those. I do like that they're, like, out in the middle. It yeah. kind of creates, like, a left and right It lane. forces you to kind of... See, where the problem with this scare zone has always been that it's really wide. It's just open, and people it's are very just walking open. around in the mm-hmm. middle of it. They're stopping in the middle. The, the parade floats yeah. create Claustrophobia. a flow of traffic, which is mm-hmm. nice. So yeah. I, I really do enjoy that. Um, you know, the, the characters are, are awesome. Um, the set pieces are great, too. Yeah. Uh, major suites mm-hmm. in the big old the big old suit and then um, yep the mayor the mayor yeah the, the dude that goes up onto the little the box thing and talks yep, to the you podium um yep. i forget the the female's name she oh, got the pink yeah. swirly hair I her name but like it's probably like madam sweets or something yeah like i'm that, sure I think. but i mean just great set designs great costume even the secondary characters are really good too. Like yeah. the old lady like yeah the little ladies, the ladies are awesome. are really um, cool. the little fake kid in the wheelbarrow yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um if you saw our video that i posted today which is wednesday um that little kid prop is so cool 
Um, there's a lot of great like characters in this. I mean, they're they're going all out, and I think they're having fun with it. Um, there's a lot of like little miniature pieces of the set that they can like their certain character goes and interacts in. Um, one of the little kids or one of the little girls or whatever runs over to the little lollipop stand where like the head is and yeah. like pretends to take the candy and run away. Yeah. Um, we got can shakers back, which uh, mm-hmm. someone laughed at us for suggesting, but yep. but they're back. Um, but it's back and it's effective. And, and because you still it's, got your chainsaws, so y'all relax. Yeah. And it, but it works with that character because you know they're children or supposed to be children. Right. Um, right. There. I mean, it's great. The little pillow sack person that looks like it is. Jason like Voorhees. I'm not gonna lie to you, like. This is proof that with a good idea, a good creation, and a good set design can totally transform the scare zone yeah. and make it really interactive. Again, like you said, the floats the floats are awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the floats are some of the best and work. They have legitimate seen. parade floats. Yeah, and they're legitimate parade floats. They're not like converted parade parade floats from yeah. other things. Like, and they, and they very well might be the same vehicle, but they did up. They designed their own specific parade floats so holly if you're listening to it and you worked on those they're awesome Kudos. if not if you didn't do it and someone else did tell them that they did awesome yeah um no they really do and i love how they do funnel people yeah like it, it, it's not one of those things where you can kind of like just kind of walk straight down the middle and yeah scare actor scare actor boom boom done done and they, again i don't want to throw too much at seek and destroy from yep. last year but unfortunately it was very boring very samey costumes and, didn't really do a whole lot different yeah they were all. I mean, it was, and everything was to the side. And yeah. obviously, part of that is COVID, but also part of it was just. I don't think the idea was as fleshed out as it should have been. Yeah. Um, this one though is just it's it just takes you back. Yeah. And those props with like the podium and the tractor and, and the <laughs> stands. Great. That's what I expected to see in Horrors of Halloween. Yeah. It's kind of in that area. I was kind of expecting that sort of thing. So to have those there works just as well. I think it works great. Um, with that particular theme, I kind of wish we got more backstory. Yeah, through visuals for the Mister Sweets. I'm ho- I was I was hoping, and maybe maybe I just missed it. Um, but we'll see if it happens. I would love to see like the different characters take the stand, not just like the mayor. Yeah. Like, I'd like to have Major Sweets up there doing yeah, a big yeah, announcement. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's to come or it does happen, and I didn't see it. Yeah, and it very well could happen. Yeah. We don't. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, but. Overall, this this scare zone is what I thought it was gonna be. I love it, um, and like I said, I can spend as much time, you know, I can spend hours walking around the scare zone. Um, so let's just keep moving along. Let's hit up to San Francisco now, where Conjure the Dark can be found. Most surprising and, scare zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this was like the bottom of my list, and I have had a lot of fun with this. Uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't super hyped about it. Uh, I wasn't initially bad dogging it but like i said before i wasn't really into the whole like warlock and sorcery like sorcery type thing but i think this is at least for the two events that i've been doing all obviously just two events but this is the best use of space in that scare zone that they've Mm -hmm. had so far Um, i agree with that uh, i don't think it was just a bunch of things kind of mishmashed placed and things it isn't one but gigantic music video which i think worked for that particular event but it works so much better here. Mm-hmm. It's open. It gives you a little bit of that stagey, yep. that, that, that stage show type type deal. Kind of what what. Um, um, oh my god! I'm forget- I'm so bad with names. Any ball? No, no, I'm forget. It's okay. But either yeah. way, um, the fact that we're getting more stage show, yeah, stage type things rather than just characters walking around. Yeah, and it's pushed like all the way back. Yeah, too. it gives you so much space. So it's just great. So and you're not that- standing there. In the middle. Right. And people yeah. want to stop. They can stop closer to the stage and then not 
blocking, creating that mm-hmm. bottleneck that mm-hmm. you usually do in that area. So that, that works so well. So they mm-hmm. really great idea doing that, setting that, recessing that stage back a little bit. And plus the props in that area are just so good. It's great. Very, very well done. Very well put together. Um, I love the act that she does with like the, you know, the cauldron and stuff like this and yeah. doing the magic and stuff. I love that her hair glows. Yeah, like that was hair. one thing. Um, again, Justin was talking about when designing it. They're like, okay, well, we need UV lights and stuff like that, but they didn't tell him why. And then, like, when he finally saw it happen, he's like, he was like, oh, because oh, the idea. costume is like black light. So, like, when when those UV lights hit, when when she does the spell or, or something yeah. with the cauldron, the the UVs hit, and the 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 makeup and the dress just like illuminate. And it's like, wow, that okay. So that's why you had me do that. Yeah. So that was really cool to hear the inside. It looks so intricate cool. parts. Of, it looks of very, that very thing. cool. Um, but again, yeah, like, I mean, if you think about last year, that state, like where Itsy Bitsy Spider was. Yeah. That's kind of like where the back end of that stage is mm-hmm. like where that stage starts now. So like it's pushed back even more. So it's just, it gets rid of that bottleneck. And gotcha. with last year, all the multiple stages, it created these little bottlenecks everywhere versus this one one stage one big stage and people can watch it without blocking everybody else i mean yeah. I, I did enjoy some aspects of crypt tv last year but the stuff that i enjoyed like they had a set right in the middle of the fucking zone and like yeah i think that they didn't and again i think part of it again we've talked about this a little bit but i think the it suffered from maybe just too quick they didn't have enough time to really think about that yeah maybe i don't know but definitely with with, with the crypt tv stuff for me it was more the costumes it was more the characters yeah. than anything else like the look see was really awesome it looked awesome or the birch looked great but everything else like just the set design like where the stages were with those little mm-hmm. like like not, i don't even call them stages but literally set sets yeah a little prop they're just kind of like ups. they were just set up like haphazardly you know just in different places rather mm-hmm. than this where at least there's some level of flow to yeah. it so like you don't feel like you're makes sense it's yeah you don't get lost smart. almost in it yeah so yeah conch of the dark i mean a big surprise for yeah me. huge surprise maybe my favorite scares on right now it's it, it's a cl- if not it's a close second to sweets it's a close second to one that i haven't we haven't discussed yet for me yeah we'll get to that one um so let's keep walking around. We're going to hit the loop. We're going through Simpsons, and now we're in Central Park. Yeah. Scarecrow Cursed Soil. Yeah. I have some maybe hot takes about this. Okay. We'll see. And this is kind of why I wanted to talk about the fog. All right. So let's have you kick it off then. All I'll right. You so my first question for Universal would be, did you use a different fog solution this year? Because the fog feels so much thicker and harder to see through than it than it has been in, in a couple of the last be. couple of years. Um, the fog works in a lot of ways. Unfortunately, in this scare zone, at least, at least opening, at least the night that I was there, and maybe it'll get different. Maybe the weather changing will, will, will I don't know, affect it a little yep. bit. But it feels like you almost can't see anything. Oh yeah, you that traps in there, and that's like, and I, and, open, I, and it's fine. Yeah. But what's the point of wasting all the time on building props and sets that and stuff you can't, if you can't even see it? Yeah. That's the only thing I don't. And again. I think it. I think it's probably amazing. Like a set design, I would love to admire the set design. I, I don't want it to go in the park during the day when the lights are on, to like really admire what they built. When yeah. at night I can't see it because there's so much fog being yeah. pumped into there, um, which I think kind of hurts it. Mm-hmm. At least personally, to me. Granted, some people may be like, "No, it's great. It makes it so much better." I'm like, "Fine, 
totally fine with that. Uh, but for me, it's just I, I think that there's too much going on. Um, there and is it, a lot, and it, it and it's less so in other parts in other, in other scare zones. So like they pump fog in, like in the entrances of many of the other scare zones. A lot of it's to mask scares as you walk in there, and I think that's fine. I think what they're trying to do is make the scare zones a little more jump scary, like the houses. Yeah, and that's great. Um, but unfortunately, in that San Francisco area, I think what it suffers from is the fact that the fog makes it very hard to focus on what's going on. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I do enjoy this zone. Um, yeah. Don't take this. Don't take yeah. that as like I don't enjoy no, this zone. But that is a tough aspect of it, where especially in this zone in particular, the fog definitely gets trapped in in the trees and stuff like that. Um, so like I get what they're going for with like the impossible to see. Boo! Here, gotcha. Uh, but it could lead to safety concerns. It could lead to not seeing the props as well as we, we'd we like to. Yeah. Um, but I think one of my favorite characters might be in this zone already. Um, it's the little, like, overall-y guy that, is, that pops out of the shed oh, um, yeah. towards the Simpsons side. And he's got the little corn on the cob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> corn! I, I like corn! I, yeah, this guy is, or gal, I don't know who it is. Um but this character is definitely one of my favorites. Um, it is exactly what I thought it was. The only thing that I I did imagine was the I did imagine the barn having a roof, whether it was just a tarp roof or just, like just even if you put just a black sheet over it, um, at least in the nighttime it would look dark. Um, you wouldn't like see it. You would just see the black part of it. Yeah. Versus, I, I wouldn't expect a full barn structure. Um, but just some kind of tarp, even and then on the outside of the tarp, if it was just designed as a shed, it would probably look very cheap in the daytime. But yeah. this event's not meant to be seen yeah, in it's daytime. It's not supposed to be seen. So I think zone. that that's one aspect that could have definitely elevated the zone. Um, I love the entrance. I love having the car and the the little windmill, um, which I believe are the same props from the house. Yeah. Um, you know, having the the scarecrow on the stilts to to guide you in there. I love it. Um, the big pig face guy, the big pig man, in the little butcher suit. Oh, I mean, or, yeah, uh, the overalls, the best, overalls. Some of the best scare actors. This is in the event. Yeah, the, I mean, for this sure. Is definitely the scary zone. You know, the other ones yeah. are are they do a good job, but it's all in the open, so it's a little hard to. Like, I think be that's kind of scary. That's where this one benefits from the location. Like I said it before, and I'll say it every time we talk about this: is that that San Francisco scare zone just benefits from the fact that it has the wooded like like trees that go over it like yeah. it feels more enclosed and it creates more natural claustrophobia and that's what makes it so much easier to get those scares so it's obviously going to feel the scariest uh, i just again i think my biggest gripe is just i feel like this fog is just a little too thick in that area but maybe that's what they were going for and if that's what they were going for then they succeeded so um i mean either way it works out for them yeah i think it's definitely what they were what they were going for i just wish the fog hovered on the ground a little bit lower yeah like it felt more like you were walking through soup rather than walking through like a wall of just smoke yeah it's i mean it definitely um and again it definitely plays a big factor take my opinions it. with a grain of salt i've been there one <laughs> night this event so far so give me give me a break maybe tonight it'll be and different these are our instant reactions so these are not super super well thought out these are just our <laughs> exactly off the brain off the cuff this is what's happening I haven't um, even had any of the food items yet, so I plan on I've doing that today. I've had bare minimum, but they're all very good so far. Oh, they will be happening. Um, so let's just continue on the way down, unless there's anything else about Scarecrow. Um, nope. And let's get to 
I think my favorite zone. Okay. Graveyard Deadly Unrest. I will um out in Hollywood. I will admit I thought I had done all of them. This is the one I forgot. I have not done this one yet. So, so this one I'll I, let you kind of like yeah. talk about how you feel about it, and then we'll okay. experience it tonight when um, I get there. So I did not do this on opening night because I, no? I didn't do that. That was I saved it. I, I, I unintentionally saved it. I guess. Um, you know, we did a lot of standing around with same scream too. You also start like in the middle, right? So like we did suites, we did those houses, and then we did like a couple loops around we did one loop around the back and kind of hung out or whatever and then when we called it a night we went back through the front right through um horrors of halloween, horrors of halloween again yep so I, I didn't hit this one because i was uh, a wanting to save some stuff for the weekend because i feel like you know my my girlfriend appreciates the fact that this year i didn't drag her around to every little thing on opening <laughs> night she's like we have the entire two months why do you have to do everything on the opening night? I was like, I don't know. I just want to. So like, I reined it in a little bit. I did a little bit less. I'm spacing it out so we can <laughs> enjoy it over time, blah, blah, blah. Um, but when I went in on Saturday um, to go do some videos and stuff like that, I think this was the last one I did because I went in. I did Horrors of Halloween. I did the normal loop. Horrors of Halloween. I hit Sweet Revenge. I went out, we did Scarecrow, we looped around backwards and hit Conjure the Dark. And then I was like, all right, we got one more to go to. I haven't gone there yet. And, I mean, the makeup in this zone, the design of this yeah. zone, it's just, it's a breath of fresh air having a zone there that is not So it's not zombies. Stages. There's some zombies. Okay. But there's really cool, like... But it's not, like, boring zombies. No, no. It's so there's some stereotypical zombies, but then there's also... Um, some hooded characters with like black light makeup. Oh, cool. Um, there's these big gargoyle bat vampire creatures with swords that are on a stage that do like a little not show, but they're there moving around. Well, yeah. There's um, some of my favorite ones are like their, their costume is so that they look like those like, like, like tombstone statues of like angels. They're yeah. all, all white and drapes yep. and they do the, jump scare like that um so it's not a hundred percent just zombies walking around nice um no so the, I mean, the makeup the costuming is good the lighting in there is amazing um that's this is the zone where we get like the the thunder and lightning effects okay so we get like yeah. the, the the strike of the the lightning and then or the thunder and you see the flashes of the strobe for the lightning effects um this one i just i've had the most fun with well, now I'm excited to give it a shot. Yeah, and this was the biggest surprise. Because this me. is the one that I think this was my lowest typed one. This was one of my lowest ones, if not the low. I think Conjure the Dark was my lowest. Um, and this one was, was right right there as well. Um, well, now I'm excited to try it. But no, this is this is one of my favorite zones. Um, I, the characters all did a great job. There's a lot in there that were... Um, they gave me a lot of very good shots for the video, um, so I hope they I hope they end up finding it because there's some good stuff in there. Not to toot my own horn, but I had some fun with these things. Um, no, overall, I mean, it's just a strong year. It's yeah, a strong it really year is. for scare and, zones, and, then, and this is weekend. This is our right, opening this is, weekend. This is opening weekend. Like this, we're hitting just sec- week two now. Like starting week two tonight. So mm-hmm. like it is. It's gonna be hard. To, I, I think. One of our hot takes was this yep. event's going to be very, very difficult to top. And yeah. I really do think after the after just one night, one night, yep. um, I think this is going to be an impossibly hard event to 
this is to tough for them. I think that going forward, it's going to be great, like it usually is. But people are going to be talking about Horror Nights 31 Orlando, I think, for years to come. Yeah. I think this is just going to be one of those events that, God, I remember when they did this house, when we did that house, scare zone, that scare zone. Um, we're going to be talking about these different things for years to come. I think we're going to be asking for Mr. Sweet's house. In years ahead, years and years and years in advance. That's an that's an episode to come. Maybe. Oh, I'm sure we're gonna have. We an, can do yeah. a, which ones of these would be translated best. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm very curious too, because um, we're judging off opening weekend, and we've if and right. we know that history shows opening weekend's tough because like scaring like yeah they're still you getting get your getting the bearings, on. but I mean, they must do some hell of a lot of practice because yeah. like even opening night they still they still come off like. They've been doing it forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and again, obviously, it comes with the fact that they hire a lot of the same people. Yeah, they come back again every year because it's they such know a the good deal. thing to they work. But just having their character down and really knowing what the role is, and I know I'm making, making it sound really over the top compared to what it really is, but I think that they really do put a lot of heart and soul into it, and I think it shows in a lot of these. At least for the again, I've only done one house, so I, I don't. I haven't judged any of the houses yet, but the scare zones. If this, if the houses are even half as good as the scare zones, this events, this event's gonna be amazing. Yeah. This year, and it's only gonna get better, because we're, like I said, we're only in week two, September. We've still got another month and a half to go. It's just gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, next week we're gonna be back doing instant reactions on the houses. Um, I know we cut this one short, but I just checked out the wait times, and I'm excited to get over there because it doesn't look too crazy right now. So let's wrap this thing up. We'll be back next week. See you in the fog. This is Nick. And this is Pumpkin Lord. Happy haunts. See ya. It's cursed. Cursed. It's got a death curse. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a type of one good scare. <laughs>